T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. And here's Bill Ryder, that's me, with a question that I've had for years at every hour of the opening of the show, every hour that starts a show, with that beginning you just heard, where I say some version of, I'll just, I, I wince every time. I just, I'll destroy those marginal players who think they're Hall of Famers. We have a guest at the top of the hour, the second hour of the show every day. And I've just been waiting for some guest to say to me, who exactly are you referring to? Because there is a very specific person who's a friend of mine who I'm referring to. Said it before I got to know him, which is kind of awkward. be like if I became friends with Chris Paul, sort of. All right. Just want you know. I don't want to share it. I don't want D-Cell to ask me. But I'm worried someday we're going to have, I don't know, Mike Florio on. Or Andy Roddick. It's not Roddick. Could be, though. Be funny. If, it, if, if Roddick ever asked me, I'll just pretend it's him. Or somebody else. All right, here we go. 855-2124-CBS is the phone number. As always, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a, a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. A lot of things to dive into on the program today. Uh, I've got another story. It's just a barrage of them, underlining that I am not the father of the year. We do Bum of the Week every Friday on the show. If we did, like, parent parental Bum of the Week, I think I would win it every single week. My son got a yellow card. I find it hilarious. I think it speaks to a genetic issue with, um, with authority. I'm going to share that tale. We'll get into last night's baseball action, including, literally, and I'll give you the details on this, one of the most unique and rare walk-offs in postseason baseball history. All the big boys won last night, other than the Braves, and they nearly came back against the Phillies. A really good night of baseball. We'll dive into that. Uh, Brett Favre has done a, it's not even a non-apology apology. It's a, the text messages that have been released aren't true. I've been smeared response. Didn't see it coming. Not the response we saw coming. But we'll let Brett Favre have his say. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Accusations down in Mississippi toward Brett Favre that he, among other folks in power, his power being influence, the power of other people being, in some cases, state employees, representatives, people in positions of authority, allegedly utilizing funds meant for poor children and poor people for um, for other things. The Father Dennis Dodd will be on the program to talk a little college football with us. We'll do... Buy or sell, as we always do with D-Cell. And soccer alert, as you, as I'm sure you know, Champions League today and yesterday. And I'm pretty pumped. I'm, I'm hosting a little chat. You know what? Let's correct that. No false humility. I'm hosting a huge chat, or a little chat, on uh, the BetQL app during Barca Inter today. It's at 3 o'clock Eastern time. All the details on my Twitter, Sports Rider, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Simple, uh, BetQL. Really great tool for those of us that like to gamble, a lot of insight, and now you can come hang out with me and either, you know, commiserate on the old Barcelona 
or give me a hard time if you're an Inter fan. So again, check that out. I'll probably be on there a couple hours before the game talking tactics and lineups and trying to get Diesel to just calm down on the check because he's such a soccer fan. Uh, Diesel on Twitter, Diesel CBS. His other account at I Love Soccer More Than Life itself. Diesel. Uh, that one's you know really active. I don't know if you want to follow it. It's one of those accounts that just bombard you. I'm on their sports writer, sports R E I T E R. The Warriors have made the decision. I'm going to let you hear all the reasoning from Steve Kerr. In mere moments, the Warriors have made the decision that Draymond Green, outside of this many you know, days-old leave of absence, will not be suspended for his punch, his punch to the face, his vicious attack, his physically violent takedown of teammate Jordan Poole from that practice last week, the video that came out, compliments of our friends at, uh, at TMZ Sports. Draymond Green will not be suspended. He will be fined an undisclosed amount that will be meaningless to him as it relates to the amount of money that he makes. If Diesel got fined for talking about soccer too much on the radio and they find him, I don't know, a dollar fifty or ten dollars or twenty five dollars, not gonna affect his life. Same thing for Dream Hungry. But I do think there's a lot of responses to this. There is, he got a slap on the wrist. I think that's a reasonable response. There is, he got away with it. I think that's a, a reasonable response. There is, they have to have Draymond Green at least this year in order to be a championship contender, and they are the betting favorites to win the whole thing because some of the other guys who might fill some of those roles haven't developed to that level. They're young players. I think that's reasonable. But I also think that there's a, a madness behind the mayhem of this decision-making. And I'm going to let you hear from Steve Kerr, but I'm going to tell you, I think actually the Warriors are being pretty smart on this and pretty interesting on this. And I think it's actually not necessarily good news for Draymond Green that he's coming back this quickly. But first, let's get into the reasoning and the thought process as best we understand it. Steve Kerr met with the media yesterday. He talked about this situation. There's two clips. They're fairly long because there's a lot of nuance to this. I think it's worth your time, so we're going to hear it. And I think it applies, by the way. This isn't just a basketball story for me. It is a story about stars. Quarterbacks play by different rules. And we saw falling out. This is just one of many examples with Russell Wilson and the, and the Seattle Seahawks defense back in the day. Same is true in baseball. Same is true in all of these sports. And how you walk that line is really difficult. Now, Draymond Green punching his teammate in the face is a real stark example we can all grasp Sometimes what happens behind the scenes. Okay. Steve Kerr, yesterday, talking to the media, started off by explaining the fact they are not going to suspend Draymond Green. He is going to come back to practice on Thursday. Um, he's been fined. He will not be suspended. I expect him to play Friday in our last preseason game and, and on opening night. Um, we have spent the last week in deep discussions with all of our key figures in the organization, including Jordan and and Draymond, of course, um, Steph, all of our, our players, Bob, myself. And I can tell you there have been uh, a lot of conversations, individual one-on-one -on -one discussions, um, players-only discussions, um, everything that you can think of, all the different combinations that are possible in a, to have in a conversation. We've, we've had them. It's been an exhaustive uh, process. Um, we feel like we have a great feel for our team. 
you know, we've got uh, a lot of continuity on this team. So Bob and I know our players extremely well. We feel like this is the best way after assessing everything for us to move forward. Steve Kerr, in having to be the front person for this dilemma for the organization, he faces the media obviously more than any other person of leadership with the Warriors. And he has been noticeably put out in having to answer questions about this, understandably, but still, over the last few days, also said that in his tenure, which is almost a decade now, this is by far the most trying thing that he has had to go through. No matter what decision you make in a situation like this, um, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, This is the biggest crisis that we've ever had um, since I've been coach here. It's really serious stuff. Um, We're not perfect. You know, our team isn't perfect. Bob and I have definitely made our share of mistakes over the years, um, but we're going to lean on the experience that we have together over the last nine years um, and trust that this is the best decision for our team. I understand most of what Steve Kerr is saying here. Let me do an aside, though. I get so annoyed by the I'm not perfect, he's not perfect, you're not perfect argument. Yeah, yeah, nobody's perfect. I yelled at my wife the other day because I was in a bad mood. It's not the same thing as somebody who gets loaded and drives their car down the 405 at 88 miles an hour. I mean, give me a break as a, as a moral argument. Here's what I think is actually going on as I thought about this, as I processed this, because part of the press conference that I found really revealing and really interesting from Steve Kerr, reflected by comments from other teammates and people within the organization over the last few days, are a few things. One, that Draymond Green has lost the trust of that locker room. That, that's been spoken. That is a, I mean, it's, it's obvious, but it is significant. No one's saying, you know what, this stuff happens, and we're not happy about it, but he's still our guy. No, they're saying, well, we'll see if he can get his leadership skills back. Steve Kerr is saying this is the most difficult thing they've ever gone through. Now, I understand this is a big deal, but remember, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant got into it in a pretty public way and private ways behind the scenes. A big part of the reason Durant left. It's a big deal. Draymond Green went... Um, Nutmegging. He went. He went shopping for kicking. We're not supposed to back in the day, and it literally the suspension in what Game Five of the Finals in 2016 literally cost his team an NBA championship. And not only that, the high water mark is the greatest team in the history of the sport. You can argue whether it would have been the Bulls, but they would have had the most wins ever in a regular season and a championship. And there's been other assorted things. Here's what I think is going on. Why I don't think it's good news for Draymond Green. While I think. Whether it's a slap him on the wrist or he gets away with it actually is to be determined. And that may be the conclusion. One of the conversations before Steve Kerr's press conference was whether they should move on from Draymond Green. Reasonable speculation. Do you trade him? Can he walk back into that locker room? I've had this conversation on this show. I've had it with Diesel. I've had it with buddies of mine. I've had it with people around the NBA. And in every one of those facets, right, with the various people from friends to to you, thank you for listening, to people who work in the NBA for a living, I've gotten a broad range of speculation. Everybody's got a view, and it's not universal. It's not unreasonable to think they'd have to move on from him. It's not unreasonable to think that in in those difficult conversations they had that Steve Kerr talked about, the exhaustive conversations they had, they talked about it. And I would imagine, in fact, I'm, I'm certain that they came to the same conclusion that we all have if we've thought about it. They have to have Draymond Green to win a championship, probably, right? Really important, and there's no guarantee he can be there. And so I think getting him back immediately, not suspending him, rushing him back to a preseason game, getting him out there for the start, isn't about Draymond Green getting a pass. 
it's about the quickest way through it or to it is through it. And we need to figure out as soon as we can whether it's going to work or not. You you don't know if you're Bob Myers, the, the GM, or you're Steve Kerr, the head coach. You don't know if you're Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, the two remaining leaders in that triumvirate. And I'm not sure you even know if you're Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole clearly was talked to. I mean, that was Kerr said that. And if Jordan Poole's asked, and if he asks himself, can I work with this guy? Can I? I don't think you know the answer until you've been through that. I don't think you know. And so I think what's going on is they understand suspending Draymond Green for one or three weeks or two weeks or five games or two days or a month, all that does is delay the process of figuring out whether or not it's going to work. This is a bad analogy, but I'm going to actually it's a good analogy. It's just an ugly one. I'm going to use it anyway. Those of you that follow pop culture, soccer, pop culture, like the Try Guys, right? These uh, YouTube sensations and one of the Try Guys was the Try Dad. I always talk about his marriage and his wife and then photo came out with him kissing somebody who's not his wife, and it's a whole thing. All right. In, my point is infidelity happens. In marriages, and I've, I've been friends to people on both sides of this equation, where there is infidelity, right? You have trust, you have a leader, you have love, whatever you want to call it, and then it's destroyed. Sometimes those marriages actually end up continuing and working out. A lot of pain, a lot of difficulty, as I understand it, a lot of counseling, but they work out. And sometimes they don't. But one of the common factors in the, and how many, I'm trying to think how many people I know that have been cheated on in marriage, maybe seven or eight, in the situations where I've witnessed this, almost every time they give it a go. I can think of one example where they tried for a while and then it just didn't work. The point is you just have to see whether you can repair these, these breaches of trust. You, have, you don't know if you're the victim or, you're the, or the person who, who did the victimizing how your reaction is going to change, how your relationship is going to change once you get back into life. And what I think is going on is that the Warriors need Draymond Green in that locker room and on that floor and on the plane with Jordan Poole and with everybody processing it to know in two weeks or five weeks or eight weeks whether it's going to work or whether it's not. Draymond Green betrayed the trust in, in a really sacred, important way of that organization, just like someone might in a marriage. And I don't think, I mean, the Warriors want to make it work. They want to make it work. It doesn't mean that it will. I think the reason he's not suspended is because the evaluation begins now about whether or not Draymond Green is going to work with this team. And if he's not, if it's not going to be something that is a fit, if it's going to be detrimental, you want to know as quickly as possible to find an exit strategy. That's it. That's the deal. This story's not over. It's like a marriage. Oh, oh, the gossip, and he cheated on her, she cheated on him. They're back together. But that's not when things are decided about the future. It's when all the noise goes away, and you got to live together again, and you got to go through life again, and you got to play basketball games again, and you got to practice together again, and hang in that locker room and see what happens. And that's what's going on. To be continued. Eight five five two one two four CBS is the phone number. Twitter sports writer sports R E I T E R at D Cell CBS for for D Cell or at I Love Soccer More Than Life itself. D Cell again, really long handle. It's hard to even re- respond. Soccer. Pretty excited about this BetQL chat today. Come hang out. Bar's a fan, though. So just if you're an Inter fan, just understand, we can do that. I'm nice. But don't be too mean, because I'm on edge here with that uh, with that match on, on Paramount Plus in, in a little bit. What a night of baseball. What a postseason run in baseball. I, I found it really compelling so far. Three of the big boys won. Oh, Mariners. Brutal collapse. Brutal collapse in, in what was a really impressive, historically unique walk-off, and we'll 
get into that next here on, on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Uh, I, Zach Pirelli's, whose name I'm probably butchering, does a great newsletter over at CBSSports.com. And the information I'm about to give you comes from him. If you, if you missed this last night, it looked like the Mariners' magic run was going to continue in Game 1 of their ALDS series against the Astros. The Astros being almost everybody's favorites to, to come out of the American League. No disrespect, Yankees fans. And, and the Mariners had a big lead. They kept that lead. And then in the ninth inning, the Astros pulled off some magic in an eventual 8-7 victory that was incredible if you're a Houston fan, and utterly heartbreaking if you're a Seattle fan, and just stirring to watch if you're if you're the rest of us. And that was capped off by a three-run home run walk-off by Jordan Alvarez. Now, I watched it. I saw it was amazing. I did not know the following stats, which makes it even more impressive. It is the first ever postseason walk-off home run when trailing by multiple runs in the history of the sports. Ever. History of baseball. According to what I'm reading, Bogish. According to what Bogish looks confused. Uh, it's the second postseason walk-off home run by a team down to its final out, along with Kirk Gibson in 1998. And it's the fourth ever postseason walk-off home run when trailing and, and the first since Joe Carter's 1993 World Series winner. According to Zach Pirelli's. Do you, you think that information's wrong? Should we call? Should we turn us from a Zach Pirelli's praise segment to a call-out segment? No, no, not wrong. I this is Isn't the that first, crazy. I'm first time meeting Zach, um, but He's I great. but I trust him and I trust you. It's just that's a startling thing yeah. to hear. So every other walk-off postseason homer has come in a one-run game. It must have, yeah. And there haven't been that many fourth ever postseason walk-off home run when trailing. Ever in the history of the sport, and the first since Joe Carter's 1993 World Series winner. So I'm sure most of these have been walk-offs. I'm presuming where the game is tied, right? I'm sure that's wow. a lot. Like, only four have happened in the history of the sport, according to what I'm seeing. And Zach's great when a team has been down. Also, not as surprising, but in Astros postseason history, a history that's been pretty impressive of late, uh, they have had never won entering last night when trailing multiple runs through eight innings. They've been 0-48 in those situations. What a heartbreaker, man. For I, I mean, I know we all have different teams where we lay claim to misery. Cubs fan, Mets fans, whatever. You can go down the... For the Mariners, that is a... That's a brutal way to go down, Diesel. I'm going to overreact here, and I know it's an <laughs> overreaction. I like it. I like when, it. When you're the heavy underdog in a short series, five-game series like this, I know you can't win it in game one, but can you lose the series in game one? That felt – it's so deflating. Maybe. I mean, it's – I mean, every uh, every big team won yesterday other than the Braves. And it was a great win by the Phillies, but I don't know if you guys watched this game. I have a great Adam Klug story, by the way. I was having All Klug stories are great, though. Adam Klug, former executive producer, program director of uh, our affiliate in San Diego. <laughs> T-Cell knows this story because I actually called him to tell him. And I told Adam I was going to tell him the air. He looked, he didn't care. But I watched that game with him, or a lot of it, and the Phillies were up big. And even though they won, they held on to win. The Braves came back. And to your point, it feels like the Braves are still going to win that series, doesn't it, T-Cell? If it does for me, I put money on Atlanta still. I'm certainly not counting them out the way that I am the Mariners, that's for sure. It looks like chalk to me. Do you want to hear a Klug story? Bogus. 
I, I do, but can I just, before we get any farther yeah. away from this, I just found a list of walk-off postseason homers, and it's true. It's unbelievable. I would yeah. have never believed that sentence. Almost all of them have been in tie games. The large majority have been tied games with walk-off homers, a handful of one run, and then yesterday down two hits for three and wins by one. I am stunned by this. I'd like to Histor- point out, I always, I always believed you, by the way. I never questioned I, you. I, I, never, that didn't I got worried. You. That just seemed, that seemed impossible. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so here's my, here's my, my, my armchair psychologist theory, though. Of all the sports where pressure impacts you, I, w- I would 100% believe that being a Major League Baseball player, being a hitter, trying to drive in a run, let alone hit a home run with the guys on, that is a different kind of thing, right? Final inning, the pressure. I get, and it's part of what I love about postseason baseball, I get incredibly stressed out. I feel physically stressed when I'm watching teams I don't care about, right? I don't have an invested interest in, have to deal with that kind of pressure. It's it's incredibly, incredibly intense. And so I'm sure it impacts guys. I'm sure that's, there's a reason in the history of the sport, only four times has there ever been a postseason walk-off home run when a team's been trailing. Yeah, and this is the first since 93. That's crazy. And I the first one I thought of was... Lenny Dykstra hit a two-run home run to win game three of the 86 NLCS. That's a good pull. And they were down one. They were down 2-1, I believe, and they won 3-2 on that. And it just, I, I'm, I'm completely startled by this. That there were only four trailing, and this is the first time. Because even yesterday, they so showed— So Dykstra was the first ever? No, 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 no. Dykstra was one of the four where they were trailing by a run— and hit a go-ahead, game-ending home run. I mean, but I think it is, because Dykstra, Gibson, Joe Carter, and last night. Are those the four? Yeah. Man, Lenny Dykstra. What a post-playing career he had. Yeah. But he was a great player. <laughs> great player. I was wrong yeah, the I, score, though. They were losing 5-4. They won 6-5. I'm with, I'm with D-Cell. I... That feels like the kind of thing that, that, especially in a short series, that can break a team like the Mariners and break that spell, that momentum that, that maybe they, they brought into that game. And it's so odd that it comes immediately after their historic comeback <laughs> Saturday in Toronto. I mean, trying to win a championship is a is a is a is a very very hard thing to do. Like the things you have to weather. But let's get to Klug. Can I just say how? Please, D-Cell looks when I bring up people's pain. It's, I don't know if it's just... Maybe you have resting, I'm happy face. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, here's the quick thing. Adam Klug is a is a personality we all know. I talk about on the show sometimes. We go to a place called Simsy's in Manhattan Beach. We're having some burgers. He's on his phone. He's just, like, typing away, not making eye contact. He's like, so i got to do some work. I'm like, it's fine. Uh, I'm trying to make... He's like, we, we can talk, though. I'm trying to make small talk. Tua Tonga Vailoa comes up on the screen, right? I'm in a, I'm in a sports bar. I say, because he's a sports, he's in sports media, and he's a good friend of mine. Just making small talk. Hey, man, when do you think Tua's going to play next? And he pauses. He looks up at me. I can't see his eyes. He's got, like, he's got Maverick Tom Cruise sunglasses on. And he goes, how the bleep should I know? I mean, I know exactly what it looked like and sounded like. <laughs> I go, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just making small talk. And then he goes, am I a bleeping doctor? 
And I go, you're not much of a conversationalist, but I'm going to go on the radio with this tomorrow. That's Kluger. How are you supposed to respond to that? Hug him. Love him forever. <laughs> give, give him a hug. <laughs> Tell him it's going to be okay. Here. <laughs> Get, move those chicken wings. Get a little Get rascal. Here. Get over here. Get in here, pal. I'm a noogie. Uh, I'm a bad, I, I might be a bad father. So uh, this will surprise you guys. I think my son Henry might have an issue with authority, which is, you know, pretty, pretty far from I that. don't know where he gets that from. Apple tree. No idea. So do you guys have yellow cards on the East Coast, yellow and red cards? Is that, is that a thing out in there? You know, soccer? In school. <laughs> Actually, I never put, made the soccer connection. I but am they are. so glad you said soccer because when you teased this in the first segment, I thought you were talking about soccer. I had no, no. idea what you were talking about. Out here, if you get – do you know back when I, when, we, when I was young, my name would just go on the board. They do check marks. It once said Billy was seven check marks. Apparently it was some <laughs> kind of record, first grade. <laughs> That's a true story. Uh, here they'll give you a yellow card if you're liking soccer. You know, you're not kicked out, but, but you're kind of in trouble. And you got a little description. you got to bring it home and sign it. You know, little Billy got in trouble for whatever. And then a red card is a big deal, and I think you have to go to the principal. So now that I say it out loud, is it modeled after soccer? That is so dumb. But that's our punishment system out here. I think it's stupid, but that's the system. You guys don't have that? We don't have that. Is Steve Nash your principal? I know he sometimes lives out there by you, right? <laughs> he does, he's not the principal. Oh, okay. So apparently there's this system. My son Henry is is uh, in elementary school where they have a a network of computer. They're all on the computer in some classes, and they can type to each other, right? I think it's science class. I think water is H2O. So do I, right? Whatever. When clouds get heavy, maybe that's when it rains. And apparently it's only supposed to use for school reasons. And all the kids were on there like, what's up? How are you? Hi, I'm good. Have you guys seen the new whatever movie? And and my son was participating in this. And the teacher goes, no more using the internet communication system. You are not allowed to use it unless it's about school. Do you understand? You are only allowed to ask questions about the class. And Henry goes, okay, and then I guess immediately types, what's up, my bros? <laughs> <laughs> so we got this yellow card. I, I should have brought it to work that says, I, you know, from the teacher, <laughs> I told the class not to do this. And then Henry wrote, quote, what's up, my bros, end quote. This is not acceptable. Please sign and return. What's up, my bros? He's the best. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I like him, too. I love him. I just, I'm like, what, what were you doing? It was a question about the class. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's fair. That's I mean, a fair it's, point. It's also the perfect thing to write, not like a comment about the teacher, like, what's up, or her bonnet today, or anything like that. <laughs> what's up, my bros? <laughs> yeah. Class is in session. <laughs> Classic Henry. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, I did see something today from the DA show that made me laugh out loud. It was the case of the missing comma. In which Sean tweeted. Wait, what is it? Can you do it for me? Because I don't have it in front of okay, me. Okay, so we we have a very loyal listener that pseudo-transcribes the show, picks out the highlights of conversations, things of notes, of note, and then tweets them out. It's at DA Show Quotes is the Twitter handle. Yep, yep. I think I follow And it. today yep. we were doing a story. Every day we have a, it's called Stun to a News, a crazy news non-sports story. And today's was about New Zealand proposing a tax on farmers based on the methane produced by mm. their cows that is hurting the, the climate, you know, hurting the ozone layer. A poop tax. Sure. So that got into a whole conversation of why do cows 
poop and fart and burp, why are they a big deal? And Sean's non-scientific defense was everybody poops. So he wrote, he said on the show, everybody poops bogish, like him trying to defend cows for making methane. But the, 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 the sentence was transcribed with just the three words, everybody poops bogish, which means— right, I saw it because I've never pooped a bogish. Right, which means everybody poops me. Yes, it Unless does. you put the necessary comma after everyone poops, comma bogish, which means everyone poops, he said to bogish. And that right. comma, like other other points of punctuation, is really important because it's it important. changes the entire meaning of the sentence. There's a great book that you should actually get Will, your almost one-and-a-half-year-old son, Diesel, called Everybody Poops, when your kid first has to— Get potty. They can be scared of their own their own poop. There's a lot of poop talking. My kid still is at eight. Scared of his own poop. He he thinks it's terrible. It makes him gag and everything. Like, dude, let's 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 get get past this. Are you serious? Come on now. Yeah, it's a complete show. Do you want me to send? It's a complete show. Pun intended. Do you want me to uh, send him? Everybody poops is a great book. It goes through all the different creatures of poop. Everybody does. Yeah. No, I think we're good. But the comma's key. The comma's key. The comma is key. Uh, as it relates to, to Henry saying, what's up, my bros, just to be difficult, when I saw that quote, I laughed twice. I laughed because it was funny, and I laughed because I knew what D-Cell's face was going to look like when I brought it up on the air. And it it lived up to all my expectations. I don't understand. What what are these faces that I'm making? I'm just being myself. Right. You know, how, you know how Klug said to me yesterday, how the bleep should I know with his words? You often speak in a similar t- way with your face. Agreed. <laughs> With your face, my friend. I mean, friend. look, I, I'm 34 years into this thing. I don't think I'm going to be able to change. Into this thing? Into yeah. life? My face. Into your face? My face. I don't think I can it change. It is a thing. It is, it is what it is. Do you know what makes me make a D-cell face? I didn't realize that tomorrow's... Do you guys know what tomorrow's Thursday night football game is? Do you <laughs> yeah. know the oh, abomination yeah. of it? I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Is it the worst nationally televised football game in memory. I was I mean I'm not I don't have the recall that other people do, but there, there are, can't Commanders Bears. Well, on paper it's the worst, but we had the worst game ever actually happen last Thursday. So they could play a better I game get it. than that. Yeah, yeah, and they may. I mean it may be it could also be 28-21 with four pick sixes. I mean who who knows what's going <laughs> to what's going But what a I mean if you're Amazon like I want to ask Amazon for a small fraction of my money back. Like I want you to send me 35 cents. Because this game is a joke. I'm a Bears fan, theoretically. Not theoretically, I'm a Bears fan. Well, also, breaking news on the show, uh, nope. Joe Theismann, former Washington quarterback, will join us tomorrow to preview this great oh. Thursday night game. I kind of, I love Joe. Joe's one of, one of the favorites and is a great guy. I feel bad sometimes asking him about the commanders because I just wonder if he just wants to be like, bro, can you ask me about something else? Because if I work for the Bears... I wouldn't want to answer Bears questions. Well, we could also ask him if he agrees with Ron Rivera that the quarterback is their biggest issue. That's true. Yeah, he's pretty. He'll be pretty honest. All right. Anything else up, my bros? We good? <laughs> I'm going to use that line. The next time you can't do the show, can Henry host it? Oh, no, he'll swear. He'll, can Henry the, host you, the show the next time you're out? <laughs> I tell you what. When is bring your kid to school day? Because because or work day, not school. Because we could all want. Your your kid can't only says two words. By the way, D cell, his kid says two words. 
he says something for bottle, and he and he says dada, and 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 Mrs. D cells getting a little frustrated. Not wow. happy. She's not Good happy kid. about it. Yeah. Good kid. Wow, what an early yeah. victory! Even he feels bad for you, D cell. Early victory. <laughs> Let me throw dada bone here. <laughs> wow, that was. I did nothing to provoke you there. Not you a just single tr- thing. <laughs> No, you just dream on green, Tim. We have to discuss a, a, a non-suspension. Come here, eyesore. Let me make you feel better. Dad, dad. Oh my, oh my he can say mama. He can yeah. say her real name. He can say I love you, sweetheart. But he's, let, he's keeping it all inside and he gave you dad, dad first. Yeah, he's not saying baba for bottle. He's saying baba. He's trying to say eyesore. It's just hard to say. It's hard to. Hard dad, dad, to... knuckles. <laughs> I'm just going to walk out. I'm just going to walk out. You two can do the show together. You clearly don't want me here. No, no, I want no, you here. We want fine. you here. To Bogus's point, bring your kid to work day. Would your kids, like, come in? I'll have Henry do a couple segments, and you could have your kids do, you know, hang out and do the 20. They'd love it. How about this? The Bogus kids have been here before. I have met both of them. Yeah. And Henry, or Henry, and Bogus still treats you with this level of uh, of love. It's really messed up. It really is. Well, they love their Uncle Tom. They real they feel the tension between us. It makes them upset. So they haven't been back in a while. Is there a similar Ted Lasso storyline where there's a connection, but then like Rebecca, they just he, Tom just disappeared from their lives and has to apologize in season two and try to make it up to them by being more present. That would be nice. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, good idea. What an early victory, Bogus says. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad you guys enjoyed it. It's good that you have an ally at home. Someone's on your side, finally. I mean, it really was a haymaker to your emotional face. I mean, it was like TMZ is trying to get the video. I will happily sell it to them. I didn't do it. I'm just here. I'm who am I? I'm Kavon Looney. I'm like, whoa. That happened. I'm trying to hold back today. He's still upset about the Mets, even though it's not my fault. He's been throwing haymakers at me all week, and he wasn't even here on Monday. He just landed one. All right, let's um, <laughs> let's talk about Brett Favre after uh, after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show, Diesel. I have an invitation for you. I'm very excited. We don't live in the same city. We don't live on the same coast. Well, we live quite far from each other. Quite far. What, what are we, 3,000 miles, me to you, L.A. to New York? Yeah, 3,000. 3,000 painful miles that scorch me emotionally every day. But I have an invitation. It's not a solution, but it's it's an answer for the moment. You are a soccer super fan. As you surely know, in the Champions League today at 3 Eastern on Paramount+, Plus, Barcelona plays Inter Milan at Camp Nou in what is a must-win game for Barcelona. And they have been somewhat hosed, Barcelona, by officials in the other two matches, especially the intermatch. And I'm going to host a a BetQL live chat during the match, and a little bit before and maybe a little bit after. And you could come hang out. You can download the BetQL app. You can get in there and ask. We can talk as as the game goes on. I'm assuming... As you are, I'm sure, too, that Inter's going to go into a 3-5-2 formation that'll become really a 5-4-1 super low block 
out of possession and they're going to play defensively. Clearly. Yeah, I mean that's a no-brainer for today, yeah. obviously. And like Barca might, there's rumors they might go with a three-four-three, four midfielders and try to attack more and whether five, you know, all the stuff you know. So uh, get in the chat with me, hang out. All the details are on my Twitter at SportsWriter, Sports R E I T E R. First off, I'm very happy that you're doing this. I'm very, very excited that you're doing this with BetQL. Secondly, though, if I get involved here, and I say if with a little bit of a smirk, because I very well may pop up in this chat, I'm going to have a burner account, Bill. You're not going to know it's me. It's not going to be the name D-Cell Big Soccer Fan. Ooh, it won't be. Yeah, you're not going to know it's me. I'm going to drop some subtle hints. Maybe you could, you know, put the pieces together, but I'm not just going to come right out and say, hey, it's D-Cell. Like a mystery. I got to crack the code. I got a My Cousin it. Vinny this thing. You cracked the code. D-Cell is at Dada more than Mama. No, no. No? no. too easy? No, 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 no. I can't. Is your wife listening? I want to talk about this when your wife's listening. Uh, no, no, she is not listening. Okay. Uh, Brett Favre, as I'm sure you know, has been in the news lately for reasons he does not want to be. Mississippi Today, I think last month, released texts that reportedly, allegedly, showed that he and the former governor of that state, um, in effect, are, they're alleged to have proposed to misuse funds from the Mississippi Department of Human Services to fund a, what, I think a volleyball stadium where his kid played? Is that Southern Mississippi? And um, there's all kinds of ramifications if, in fact, $77 million in in money that were for needy families, literally needy families, were, in fact, diverted, as is alleged, on purpose to service other things. Okay. There are text messages from Brett Favre that if they're really his text messages are pretty damning. They they really are. But maybe Brett Favre is alleging the text messages are not real. I don't know. Here is Brett Favre's statement. You ready? It is not an apology. It is alternate universe. Or, or, uh, maybe he's alleging the, the, the text messages aren't real. Okay, quote, I have been unjustly smeared in the media, he said in a statement. I have done nothing wrong in this past time to set the record straight. No one ever told me, and I did not know, that funds designated for welfare recipients were going to the university or me. I tried to help my alma mater, USM, a public Mississippi State University, raise funds for a wellness center. My goal was and always will be to improve the athletic facilities at my university. State agencies provided the funds to Nancy News Charity. It's a charity involved in the Mississippi Community Education Center, which then gave the funds to the university, all with the full knowledge and approval of other state agencies, including the statewide institution for higher learning, the governor's office, and the attorney general's office. I was told that the legal work to ensure that these funds could be accepted for the university was done by the state attorneys and state employees, end quote. Now, the thing is, in the text messages that are purportedly from Brett Favre, some of the people involved, and again, I, based on his statement, he's either totally full of it and following the let's just lie approach, or the text messages that have been released aren't his and they're doctored, which seems really unlikely, but I guess anything's possible. Um, but the allegations include text messages that are reportedly from Favre Pretty clearly outlining what appears to be his knowledge about what's going on, T Cell. This is um it's just a really aggressive I everything that's been reported, every text message you've read, every piece of evidence that's been put out is a lie. Is it PR one oh one in this situation? And look, 
Neither of us, thankfully, have never been in the situation where we've had these serious, serious allegations and accusations against us. Because I know if something like this were to happen to me, I would want to come out and defend myself. But I'm not a celebrity. I'm not Brett Favre. Isn't PR 101 here to come out and say, once all the information becomes public, my name will be cleared? Period. Yeah, That's think- it. End of story. If you say anything. You know, I'd like to respond, but for legal reasons, I can't. Yeah, exactly what you said. The 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 problem becomes, this is a long-running saga. You may remember headlines over the last few years of Brett Favre being asked to return money, and if I remember properly, saying that he would. This is not going away. No. It, the allegations, and they're allegations, I don't know what's true, but you're talking about alleged criminal wrongdoing. This is much more severe than a, than a public relations crisis. It, it's a much bigger deal than being some YouTube influencer who makes a bunch of money on the on the image of yourself as a great husband and father and then gets caught being less than a great husband. Like that is a image issue, that is a personal issue. This is allegedly a legal issue. And if those text messages are accurate and based on Favre's statement, I'll throw the if in, I don't know, but if they're accurate, pretty easy to ascertain by the way as this moves through a criminal and investigative process. If the text messages between Favre that were released and officials, including the governor, are accurate, it is hard to look at that statement with any credibility. Not not good, man. Just because you can throw a football or throw a basketball or throw a basketball, shoot a basketball or talk on the radio or not in my case, or whatever you do doesn't mean that you're an expert at everything else. And I, I wonder if, if Brett Favre is getting good advice in the release of that statement. This isn't football, man. Everything you say is not going to just... Now, he did sort of skate on the old, I'm going to send a, a picture of the most private part of myself to another woman. Thing. I mean, you do that today, it's over, right? He didn't get canceled. He didn't... Different era, different time. But you're dealing with attorneys and public funds. The, the same playbook from when you threw three picks ain't going to work. It ain't. It ain't. All right. Let's talk some uh, college football. The Dodd father. Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports brings the wisdom and the insight next here on CBS Sports Radio.